Friday, August the 28th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Trump closes RNC and Powell shifts policy. First, the world in brief. President Donald Trump addressed the Republican National Convention in front of the White House, which served as a prop to pitch his re-election. At length but on script, he promised to rebuild the economy and boasted of life-saving therapies to beat COVID-19. But he leaned most heavily on law and order themes, posing the mob rule of anarchists and flag burners in Democrat-run cities as a mortal threat to the country's future. America's Federal Reserve signalled a shift in policy in order to restore jobs and help the broader coronavirus-ravaged economy. The Fed's chairman, Jerome Powell, announced that the central bank is adopting a policy of average inflation targeting, allowing inflation to run at more than 2% for a while if that is necessary to keep the economy buoyant. The shift confirms the Fed is likely to keep interest rates low for some time. Walmart, a retail giant, announced a joint bid with Microsoft to buy the American operations of TikTok, a Chinese-owned social media app. Donald Trump ordered that the app be banned unless TikTok's American assets, worth perhaps $20 to $30 billion, were sold to an American company within 90 days. The firm is suing. Yesterday, its boss, Kevin Mayer, quit after three months in the job. Rolls-Royce and aero engine manufacturer made a record pre-tax loss of £5.4 billion, $7.1 billion, in the first half of this year. The collapse in air travel during the pandemic has hit the firm badly, as it makes most of its money from servicing engines in use. It said that it was looking at asset sales of at least £2 billion to help shore up the balance sheet. European regulators announced that test flights for Boeing 737 MAX airliner will take place next month. The plane-maker's best-selling model has been grounded since two crashes killed 346 people last year. Earlier this month, America's Federal Aviation Administration put forward a list of changes, including updates to flight control software, which it considers necessary before the plane returns to the skies. Hurricane Laura brought 150-mile-per-hour winds, flooding and widespread damage to America's Gulf Coast. Half a million people lost power in Louisiana and Texas, and a 14-year-old girl was killed when a tree fell on her home, one of at least six deaths in Louisiana. The hurricane weakened, becoming a tropical storm as it moved inland. And the Liberal Democrats elected Sir Ed Davey as their leader. He said the centrist British party, which governed as part of a coalition in 2010 to 2015, but won just 12% of the vote at the last election, needed to wake up and smell the coffee. Despite being pro-Remain, the Lib Dems struggled to woo anti-Brexit voters. And now here's today's agenda. Staggering on. Abe Shinzo's health. Abe Shinzo, Japan's Prime Minister, will clarify the state of his health at a press conference in Tokyo today. Rumours have been proliferating as Mr Abe made several hospital appointments in recent weeks. His first stint as Prime Minister came to an abrupt end in 2007, after a turbulent year marred, among other things, by a flare-up of ulcerative colitis, a chronic intestinal disease. A new drug has helped Mr Abe manage the symptoms since he took up the job again in 2012. Mr Abe's third and, by the party's regulations, final term as leader of the ruling Liberal Democrat Party lasts until September of next year. A general election is due around the same time. Aides admit that Mr Abe is exhausted, but they bulk at the idea that he is too ill to carry on. Nonetheless, his perceived frailty has fueled speculation about who will succeed him. 
Headboy. Elon Musk to show off brain machine interface. Today, Elon Musk, an entrepreneur and boss of Tesla, an electric car maker, will unveil the fruits of his efforts to develop implemental brain machine interfaces. A working device has been produced by Neuralink, his firm based in San Francisco. Although the long-term goal of the futuristic and secretive firm is ultimately to allow humans to achieve symbiosis with artificial intelligence, the more immediate idea is to allow Neuralink's flexible threads to be implanted into paralysed humans. This would let them use their minds to interact with the world around them through computers. The firm has already created a robot that stitches tiny thread-like electrodes into the brains of laboratory animals including rats and a monkey, thus allowing an animal to control a computer. A second generation device is also expected to be shown off later today. The firm has said that it wants to start human trials this year, a timeline that is thought to be ambitious. Praying for Relief COVID-19 in South Korea Following another week of daily triple-digit increases in newly confirmed cases, most of them in and around Seoul, the government is mulling whether to tighten social distancing rules further. Schools, most museums and other places in the capital where people gather indoors have already closed. Stricter rules would ban all gatherings of 10 or more people and compel companies to let their employees work from home. Authorities would like to avoid the damage that would inflict on the economy. But the current outbreak has strained South Korea's contact tracing system. Investigators have failed to identify the infection routes in about 20% of new cases. At the heart of the new outbreak are evangelical church congregations and some church leaders refusing to cooperate with contact tracers. Calls to punish them are growing louder. Regardless of whether the outbreak can be contained, some of the faithful may soon find themselves saying their prayers in a prison cell. Numbers Game Peru's Pandemic Budget Maria Alva, the Economy and Finance Minister, faces a frantic few days until Sunday, the deadline for submitting the budget for 2021 to Congress, the national legislative body. It will come in below this year's budget of $52 billion, the first decline in 18 years despite massive demands because of the coronavirus pandemic. The health sector needs more money, and Miss Alva will oblige with increases for infrastructure and wages that will bring it to 13% of the total. However, health will be an outlier. Other sectors want similar treatment, but will have to wait. And then there's Congress, which has been churning out controversial, often unconstitutional laws, and has just approved two hearings for the minister that could result in a censor vote and her consequent resignation. It will take all of Miss Alva's skills to preach budgetary restraint as she tries to turn around an economy that shrank by 30% in the second quarter. Ugly Scenes Montenegro's Turbulent Election Montenegro is beautiful, but its politics are ugly. On Sunday, its people vote at the end of an election campaign dominated by opposition rallies of people waving Serbian flags led by priests. President Milo Djokovic has dominated the Balkan state since 1989, making him Europe's longest-serving leader. If his party were to lose control of the government, it would be the end of an era. That probably won't happen, and his Prime Minister, Dusko Markovic, argues that the Serbian flag waivers threaten the country's very independence. Opposition leaders retort that Mr Djokovic and his party resemble a mafia organisation. They point to a law passed last December that they say is designed to seize church property. The government says that it foiled a Russian-backed plot to seize power on election day in 2016. 
Since no Montenegrin government has ever changed via the ballot box, it would be an even bigger surprise if that were to happen now. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Martha Gellhorn, who was born on November 8th, 1908. Nothing is better for self-esteem than survival. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.